0: This, uh, this is it. We are currently going live. Well, I am, I should say. My name is Dutch, a.k.a. Chupacabra Man. You are listening and or watching Monstrous World. Hope you all find this uh, very entertaining and lovely. This is a podcast I'm creating. Uh, It's dedicated to the supernatural, uh, whether it be Stories, takes on movies, uh, live accounts, uh, which is what I'm starting off with, actually. Uh, <laughs> you can see the glare in my glasses. Sorry about that. Um, just
1: deal with it or
0: entertain yourselves with it. Um, so far, we don't have any viewers here on the YouTube. We're also on YouTube, by the way. Uh, here we go. So the first story I am going to tell you slash um, you know I have accounted in here was a very early one uh, not my earliest in my journal here leather bound (laughs) so fancy Um, one of my earlier ones is uh, an account I had myself when I was in the Marine Corps I was a machine gunner for a good 10 and a half 11 years when I was with 3rd Battalion, 1st Marines on Camp Pendleton, I uh, went on a field hop in which I saw one of a one cryptid that I thought I would never see, which is pretty crazy. Um, it has been boiled down to uh, speaking on another podcast. I threw it out there, and they said... Oh, it's probably a raccoon with mange. Um, However, I wasn't there. Them saying that to myself. Um, However, I grew up in Nebraska, and I know an animal with mange when I see it. So, that being said, I do feel like uh, I do know what I saw. So, here we go. I got not only these ones, but I made some note cards. (laughs) Fancy. Um, So if you do want to hear the account, I don't know if I can legally actually say this on uh, my podcast or on YouTube or whatever, but it's on Monsters Among Us, uh, narrated by Derek Hayes. It's season nine, episode 10, and you can find me. I had uh, 37 minutes and 55 seconds is about where it starts. Um, that's where I would start the Podcast Monsters Among Us when, you know, you kick in. So this happened. You know what? Actually, I don't know if I should. I don't think I'm going to tell this story as if I'm actually telling it. I think I'm going to actually kind of read it out of my journal with some side notes. All right. So. Finally able to write again. Also should say in the mood to write. I don't get in that mood very often, especially when it comes to uh, personal things. Uh, This occurrence happened in the year 2011. It was near the end of summer or uh, middle of summer. I can't quite remember. Um, I was still in the United States Marine Corps and on a training operation at Red Beach. Uh, we were on Camp Pendleton. My driver, uh, name I'm not gonna release, I do not have permission from him. And my vehicle commander, uh, same, no permission, so I really don't wanna say names. Um, and then myself in the turret with a M240 Bravo, throwing that in there just so you know set the mood and i was lead vic meaning uh our humvee my turret was pointed forward all right so uh after the two to three week field operation we got to bed around midnight uh so we were all tired we had some night ops we were supporting different companies um So we got to bed around midnight, and this is after the Phoenix, the final exercise. Uh, We had an early morning wake up. We woke up at about 5 o'clock, 05.30 or so, and we we were staged about an hour later, if that, because, you know, we had to uh, wake up, pack our stuff, grab our uh, bags and everything, our weapons, put it in the vehicles, and so we were staged roughly 45 minutes, an hour later, so about 6 o'clock, 6.30 possibly. I'm leaning more towards 6 o'clock. And uh, we were ready for our departure. So after our departure to return to Camp Horno, which is where I was stationed with 3-1, uh, we were heading north by uh, Camp Holgas. We have not reached Camp Holgas yet, but we were definitely you know, pretty close. Uh, We were just before the bend uh, near a lot of trees. I don't know if any listeners have been there or know the area. And on the right side of the road, um, right side of the road, roughly, let's see. I guess I didn't write it down. I think I think it was about almost 150, maybe 75 meters. Unfortunately, I've never been good at dictating. You know how far or close something is, like distance wise. We something popped out. Uh, a creature popped out. And it was walking on its hind legs. But its uh, front paws or legs, they could be seen, they were lifted up, and they were like curled inward while it was walking, kind of like kind of like this as it was walking. So it seemed longer on all fours, but it was roughly about three feet in uh at height. Um mm, Walking out on two legs, uh, when it was auto on all on all fours, as you see any four-legged animal, they kind of tend to look longer, uh, unless of course it's a cat standing up on its hind legs and stretching. You know, um, but it popped out, and the skin, like the the skin, not the fur, seemed kind of. Oops, pardon me. Kind of leathery and black and rough. So, as it popped out, looking at it, it was kind of gross and dare I say mangy after, <laughs> you know, I already kind of ragged on someone for saying it's an animal of mange. But it had patches of fur, but it didn't, it wasn't like mange where you could. Be like, oh, yeah, the animal's sick, disgusting. It, it looked like the patches of fur, they were very thin and very rare. Like, that's just how the animal grows its, its fur. So, it jumps out, and it looked at us. It, it was kind of sniffing the road, and then it looked straight at us. After it looked at us and noticed that, like, we were obviously approaching, it ran off into the brushes on the left side. So, I kind of knocked it off at the time to, uh, you know, pretty much too much caffeine, lack of sleep, you know, we're all tired. Uh, There's no way I just saw what I saw. But my... Buddy, who was a driver, looked down and—or not looked down. I apologize. He tapped my leg, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Dutch, did you see that?" And uh, I didn't want to just flat out say it, but I was like, "Hey, yeah, uh, I saw something. What what did you see?" And he uh, he actually flat out said. Uh, <laughs> I was like, or uh, he said, "I saw the goddamn chupacabra," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, more or less. I'm uh, pretty sure that's what we just saw." <clears throat> um, but he uh, woke up our a driver who uh, was sleeping at the time. And I was like, "Did you see that?" And, You know, just like hit him, didn't mean to wake him up, he didn't know he was sleeping. And he was like, what? What? I didn't see anything. But me and him, when we got back, we were in the smoke pit and we were talking and we boiled it down to, yeah, we saw a chupacabra. So, yeah, (laughs) a chupacabra. That's uh, that is the story of el avistamiento de chupacabras. I'm pretty sure that's uh, how you read and pronounce that. Uh, my wife's Hispanic; she would know for sure. So, um, like I said, this is on the podcast. Monsters Among Us. If you do happen to watch, uh, I called it in. May 14th of 2020 season 9 episode 10 and like I said it's about 36 minutes or so in um yeah so it was brought up as a a mangy animal on the show um, or that was his sorry that was his pretty much take on it which I don't blame him Uh, that is something that it definitely can be seen as or sought as. But uh, I did end up making a drawing of it. Uh, this is a drawing here. Can you see that? Does that show up? That probably does not show up. That does not show up, really. I don't think that showed up. really don't think so. I can't really see with everything in the way. I'm on a small laptop first time. Don't really know what I'm doing, but um, yeah, uh, I'd like to know if anyone else has had an encounter with what appeared to be chupacabra or any knowledge on it. Uh, like I said, this was in SoCal, Camp Pendleton, uh, California. Uh, it also would have surprised me it being on base because as you look at military installations a lot of them have strange animals so whether this was chupacabra or some odd military type you know crazy shit going on i guess you kind of don't always really know do you i know a lot of crazy stuff happens oh well, I just got a weird message, but uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I know I probably shouldn't be on my phone uh, live streaming. No one's watching, really. Uh, if you are watching, go ahead and leave. You know. Uh, if you're listening, sorry, you have to uh, listen to my voice. Uh, sorry about that. So. As we look into chupacabra, uh, a lot of people think it's many things. Uh, the main thing is a space alien that was, you know, came to Earth. Uh, myself, the cryptid, I believe it is a actual species. So throughout the years, I don't believe everyone's seen the exact same chupacabra over and over and over. Um, it's definitely a family, or uh, like, passed down, or a species that, that's all over the United States, but whether you see it and where all it is, is very rare, I feel. It's more of a desert-type species, which, you know, uh, Uh, sorry. I keep, I keep getting messages. This is just not the night for me. It, um, I think it's a species that generally continually populates. Uh, much like how uh, Nessie, or uh, I believe Nessie, there is a species. It's an actual thing. Same with um, Kola Mbembe Bembe in Africa, and. Uh, Champ. Champ up in, uh, you know, uh, what is that, Lake Champlain in uh, Canada, our brothers to the north. Um, But I believe it's a species. It's an actual continual reoccurring thing. And I believe the chupacabra itself is here to stay, and... Sorry, I just got some odd news. Um, with that, uh, I don't believe it. it's just a goat eater. Um, it, pro- it definitely most likely preys on smaller animals. Man, I really wish someone was here saying anything on this channel. Um... I'm gonna pull out my picture again. I do know that um, with my picture holding it up again, don't know if you can see it. Um, for those of you on my podcast, it is the animal that I drew. That is the episode or the uh, is the podcast's you know profile picture as it stands right now. That is due to change. Uh, I have someone working on something right now. But it's kind of a dog-like creature. But its front paws are, are smaller than a dog. Kind of like a raccoon. However, it runs on more on its hind legs from what I saw. But the hind legs aren't that of a raccoon. They more appear that of a wallaby. And the tail was thick. It was not thin like a cat dog raccoon anything like that it it was like a wallaby or a kangaroo a very thicker tail thick at the base and then it like kind of came down uh thinned out uh it was also possibly jointed i i I really couldn't tell if the tail was jointed or not but it had like a kink in it and the legs also had like a they were like a wallabies, like I said, but it had kind of a kink like a dog. It was very weird. Very large creature, though, like I said, was about three feet uh, tall in, in height if it were standing on its hind legs. Using its tail to balance, not like, you know, the old uh, dinosaur uh, models, toys and stuff where, you know, they uh, stand up and the tail's dragging on the ground and, uh, you know. Nothing like that. So, as we continue this adventure, uh, I hope anyone watches more. Oh, look at that. that We have a viewer. Uh, As it... Oh, they went away. As it continues through... uh, As we continue... um, I'm sorry. Looking at different cryptids, uh, different stories, different everything. Uh, I hope that we will get messages. We will get stories. I'd like to set up a phone line for people to call. I I hope to be able to, you know, spread this podcast around and have people speak their mind or tell stories. Whether the story is an actual story or made up, I would love to hear them. Anything that could come through would be great. I would most definitely like to hear um, made up stories as well um, just to have that sense of you know, horror to spread because The more stories get out there, it's like creepy pods. Um, It's like creepy pods, you know. You get them out there, people uh, become interested. They spread the story around.
1: They get it going as a
0: campfire story, whether it's true or not. Horror is, in my eyes, the biggest thing in the world. I mean, you take a horror director and you take a regular director. So who do you think has a lasting impression? That one person who makes the love story or the, you know, uh, comedy. Yeah, that lasts quite a few years and they do pop up. There are small ones, but when it comes to horror, uh they're legit artists. It just goes and goes and goes. And no matter how good or how horrible a horror or creepy documentary is, you know you remember it. Someone brings it up like, uh, you know, hey, did you watch, oh, what is that movie? Like Sharknado. Oh, you remember that. You know you do. But... It's just kind of how it rolls. Um, so another story I have coming up uh, is something that popped up in not too long ago, about a year ago, I want to say. And it was an encounter with a odd fellow. Uh, you know what? You know what, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and continue this. So opening my journal again, we have going back to the first thing I ever wrote in here. I have a viewer. I don't know if it's one viewer or multiple, but it keeps bumping in and out. All right. So, I thought I wrote it in here. I did. I did write it in here. So, this account is one of my most recent, actually. Actually, besides very small stuff that's happened around my apartment, yeah, this this definitely is the most recent. So... With the most recent. My bad, I'm trying to set the mood with lighting. So, with the most recent, uh, the date was 2020, February the 20th. Alright? And I return from school, uh, I go to Cypress College, uh, It's a long ways away from where I live, Uh, about an hour drive back. uh, I I usually leave from work and end up there at a decent time. uh, Well, before this whole pandemic thing. And on the drive back, like I said, it would last about an hour. So when I got home, it was about 2310. So... 11:10. 11:10. For those of you that don't really know uh, the 24-hour clock, when I pulled into the apartments that I live at with my wife, I was looking for a uh, spot, and sometimes spots are very hard to come by, uh, especially that late at night because everyone's done for the day. It's not the weekend, they're not partying. Uh, at the time, I was attending class Mondays and Or no, I was attending class Tuesday and Thursdays. So, I came into the place looking for a spot, you know, driving around. And driving around at that late, I didn't see anyone at the apartment complex. Uh, It came to a T intersection. And as I pulled in, so if I pulled in and I went this way to my house, I saw no one. So, I turned around, went back, and parked up. So, there was no one. Uh, I stopped at a stop sign. Uh, Even if I don't have to stop, I always stop. Just for the simple fact that, you know, uh, not so much police, but I just don't want to end up hitting someone. Kind of, you know, common sense. So, I pull in and I park. All right. Uh, I resume to pull forward. Okay, so I end up parking and I get out of the vehicle, uh, open the back door, grab my backpack, uh, you know, anything, my work shirt, so on and so forth. And I turn around only to see a very elderly man was standing behind me and this elderly man right he looked at me and he had very very leathery looking skin and very long white hair and he had a walking stick and very thin white clothing Just type something right quick. So he had very uh, thin, longer white clothing and he ended up just looking at me and his eyes they were like glazed over with white. And generally when you see someone like that like you figure you know they have cataracts something's going on with this person you know they, they definitely cannot see well. Or at all, if anything. So. Um, like I said, his skin was leathery, but it was like very tight. Like you could see kind of like his bones in his face and he had a long white beard. I remember that, but it was like thinning. So it was like long and kind of waving in the breeze and whatnot. And. He ended up, uh, let me try to read from my journal here, this old man uh, was wearing that long white, you know, white kind of brownish clothes. It looked like if you were to wear a white robe and then stay in the desert or the sand dirt you know, for a long time, you know, it, got, it, it just got all messed up. So he let me see uh he looked at me and immediately said excuse me may i have some of those beads and i ended up reaching into my pocket grabbed a couple uh wooden beads that i had and i uh handed it to him uh backstory right quick i work with children and the reason why i had these beads is we were making a like bracelets and necklaces that day and i ended up throwing wooden beads in my pocket because i had to get up and i had to go do some paperwork and then you know came back sat down continued and then i ended up just leaving work with a pocket full of wooden beads so i gave him some wooden beads and after i gave him these wooden beads uh he just looked at me and kindly said, thank you. After he said thank you, uh, he ended up just walking away. Uh, he walked past me, headed northward. Uh, when we were talking, he was facing north. I was f- facing south. And he just, like I said, ended up just, thank you, and walked away. So I was kind of confused. I was like, why, why, You know, why would someone want a, b- a bunch of beads? Why would someone want any of this? So I ended up going up to my house and, you know, uh, doing what you normally do after work. You put everything away, you know, uh, change your clothes, take a shower, whatnot. But I started thinking, you know, like, how did this guy know that I had these beads? First of all, I, I never said anything about these beads to him. He just walked, he just, you know, he just appeared. And... Asked, you know, can I have some of those beads? Can I have beads? Like, he wanted my wooden beads. (laughs) The point is, how would he have known? Uh, I've looked into this and I cannot find anything on uh, older cryptids, older men. Spirits, demigods, anything. Knowing about beads and whatnot. And being able to. Uh, pretty much. You know. Read your mind. Know what's going on. Either in your mind. Or know what you have. And. Uh, be able to. Uh, Asked for certain things, uh, why he would want the beads, who he was, um, if he is part of religion, what religion? That is a big part on myself. Uh, let see what else it says. Um, let's see here. No trace. Oh, no trace of pupil or iris. I have this written here only white with red veins and he didn't blink, okay? Uh, I do remember, like I said, his eyes were uh, all white, one color, kind of whitish-grayish. Uh, but he did not blink. Uh, he did, however, know that I was carrying these beads, uh, kind of like he knew or was like looking into my soul, my past, uh, anything about me. <gasps> So, after that research, uh, right? So, um, I did some research finding out that, well, kind of common sense, but Camp Pendleton area where I was stationed for, for pretty much my whole 10 and a half, 11 years in the Marine Corps, you know, uh, a large native land, the natives did definitely be around that area it's like all of california and you have natives from you know even mexico coming up through that way or you know however you want to look at how the land was at that time so that was definitely there there are indian burial grounds on camp pendleton and camp san mateo definitely where i was stationed was one of them and i was stationed there for a good portion so I ended up talking to my boss. Uh, this is definitely while I was out of the Marine Corps uh, at that time. And I talked to her on Friday, February 21st of 2020. And belief in reason is presented with her. She spoke with her husband, who uh, he, he's Native American and has a lot of Native blood, right? And... Oh, he's full native. I have that in here. He's a full native, I guess. And the name is not shared. I haven't even said a name this whole time, pretty much, except for myself. Uh, His reasoning and trust... uh, I can't even understand my own writing here. I believe his reasoning and trust him until it is 100% shown to be something else. It's his belief. It was a native spirit. Uh, Lean towards it being a good thing. I gave him the beat. So it could have been like a test, you know. Uh, a test of some sort. Uh, not told. Uh, who knows? Like, I could have not done anything and ended up in a very bad place. <laughs> Glad I didn't. Glad I wasn't a hobo that stabbed me with a needle. Um... Um basically she texted me while talking to him and she was saying that he was saying get some sage, make sure you dry it. Uh he wanted he had specifically said I should get fresh sage. Dry it out, uh wrap it in the cheesecloth and the uh or just the twine, no cheesecloth. I know cheesecloth helps hold everything together, but Uh, basically burn sage mainly around myself, home, and the outside. And for those of you that don't know, I'm sure everyone knows this, the burning of sage cleanses not only the spirit, but the area around you. Uh, So, I mean, (laughs) with this uh, craziness here, you know, I haven't not seen him since. And like I said, this took place uh, February 2020, and here it is March, April, May 2021. Uh, the 22nd of May, I should say. But it's just kind of interesting how nothing has happened since regarding this old man. possibly I was able to kind of repel anything negative. Just by giving this man these beads. Uh, I feel like it's possible also that, you know, it's something that decided just leave me alone. It's still out there. Something that may have attached itself to me uh, because I gave him the beads. But nothing remotely interesting or crazy has happened since I've done that. Uh, if anyone knows anything about demigods, spirits cryptids or anything regarding old this old man that's similar uh go ahead and let me know i'm very interested uh this is my first live stream i do hope it saves on youtube to be viewed for you know however long i'm not sure how that works you know call me stupid i mean i've been called a lot a lot of worse things But, uh, well, there was a few people, it looked like. It keeps going from one to two to one to two to one to two. Anyone who actually enjoyed the show, I hope you did enjoy it. I'm kind of hoping that that one to two thing is a glitch, and I at least had one viewer, but if not, I hope people end up watching this and enjoying it. Well, all of you have a good night. Once again, this is Dutch for Monstrous World. Take it easy.